everything prepared? Soon, my lord. Double check everything. Leave nothing to chance. It is not often one gets an opportunity to kill a god. We will not get another. Every civilization, since the dawn of time, thinks that theirs is the last and best, even though centuries of evidence shows them otherwise. They rise, and they fall. The march of history has ground down civilizations that would put ours to shame, in ages undreamt of, and will in turn grind down ours as well. The truth is that civilization, with its bright lure, its arrogance is not a recent phenomenon. It is visited upon humanity again and again, like a curse, again and again and again. Join us now as the great minds of academia gather at a university to gawk at the barbarism of a forgotten age. Soon enough, some of them will discover just how barbarous the past and present can be. Tonight is the opening of the exhibit, and the party is just getting started. Did you follow one word of that speech? Malcolm, I'm in the math department. I'm just here for the free booze and the hors d'oeuvres. This ancient history, it's all Greek to me. <laughs> This doesn't look Greek to me. It's not Greek, dear. It's Thai. It's a maho, I believe. I know what I'm eating. I'm talking about the exhibit. It doesn't look Greek at all. It looks Sumerian, maybe, but not Greek. Of course it's not Greek. What are you? Oh, right, sorry. You missed the opening. It's, um, what did the fellow call them? Let's see. The little card over there says this is a Zabotillian urn. That's it. It's all Zabotillian. Oh, never heard of them. Not surprising. Until about two years ago, just about no one had. See that bright young chap over there? One examining the shrimp puff like it's going to bite him? He discovered them. He might be right about the shrimp puff. A tad too spicy for my taste. So that fellow discovered a new civilization. He hardly looks old enough to discover a paper route. The archaeology department of this university is being run by old Professor Zachariah and a bunch of children. Yeah, what did the walking fossil think about a kid landing such a big discovery instead of him? Oh. Faculty gossip has this Professor Hans Grostark, that's the kid's name, being the protege of old Professor Z. Taught him everything he knew, guided him every step of the way, that sort of thing. Have you tried the date charts, dear? Oh, Olivia, you know I'm allergic. Oh, right. Oh, Professor, Professor, I... Hmm? Oh, Hans, my dear boy. 
<laughs> Good to see you. Uh, let me be the, um, well, let me see. I'd say the 87th person to congratulate you on the exhibit. It is a triumph. Oh, sir, Penny and all credit goes to you. You're the one who showed me the legends of Zabatilia. You're the one who encouraged me in my research. Your name should be on this exhibit. Oh, pish posh, old boy. Look, you earned this. Besides, the, um, <laughs> the alliteration between Zachariah and Zabotelia would be unfortunate. <laughs> yes, well, there is that. So, Hans, tell me about some of these artifacts. What's that over there? Ah, yes, well, here we see an example of a Zabotelian sledge. A solid block of granite, quite regular in dimension, obviously carefully carved. It was a platform used for transporting cargo and people. We've found no evidence for the use of wheels in the Zabatillian civilization, so this would have been dragged along the ground, possibly by humans, as we have found no evidence of domesticated animals either. I see. Didn't these fellows live in forested regions, huh? It seems odd to have used stone for this purpose when there are so many trees about. I agree, Professor. More work needs to be done there. But look at the details, the intricate carvings, the scroll work, the regularity of the edges. The Zabatillians were creating stonework of this quality thousands of years before the rest of humanity figured out mud bricks. I'm amazed, not with what they did with it, but that they did it at all. Ah, yes, quite. Ah, ah, here comes Shirley. Shirley, my dear girl. Good evening, Professor. Hello, Hans. As I'm sure everyone else has told you, this exhibit is magnificent. 88. <laughs> Thank you, Shirley. Uh, and may I congratulate you on the translations you and the professor have been working on. There's only so much one can do with artifacts. To have a written record from so long ago and to have it translated, it's just, it's phenomenal. Thank you, Hans. That means a lot to me. By the way, on the subject of translations, Professor, <sighs> I've just finished the final touches of the expulsion and flood myth. Oh. That's why I was late to the exhibit, Hans. That's quite all right, Shirley. I'm I'm sorry you missed the shrimp puffs. Those went pretty fast. <laughs> What's the expulsion myth? It's the central myth of the Zabotillian people. After they had abandoned their central city, they had inscribed it on a few stone monuments, after which the remnants of the civilization disintegrated and the people were reduced to barbarism, all within the space of a few generations. It would be over 5,000 years before mankind achieved a civilization that, in any way, approached their grandeur. And what does the myth say? It speaks of the great god-king Sabotil. How he had worked to bring the people into civilization. How he tamed the waters and made them the servant of the people. How he was working at the end to help his people ascend to the heavens. Until he was betrayed by a jealous servant that caused the destruction of the Zabotillian city through a great deluge, and with it, their civilization. Astounding. Yes, it is. The thing is, Professor, I've been rechecking some of the references for the translation, and I don't Surely. think that... I appreciate all your hard work, hmm? but now is the time for celebration, not work. Let's put the translation aside for the night, huh? Now, if you'll excuse me, I have some business to attend to. Why don't you two catch up? Um, so, so, um, so, uh, Shirley, you, uh, you look nice. Oh, thank you. You look nice too. Um, so, how do you find working for Professor Zachariah? I love the man, but he can be a hard taskmaster, that's for sure. It's certainly been an education. 
I've learned so much about the Zabatillian language and writing system. But truthfully, I'm starting to worry a bit about the professor. Over the last couple of weeks since you've been arranging this exhibition, he's been looking a little hungrier than usual. I suppose he's just rather excited to see the exhibit. I wouldn't worry too much about it. He's always been extremely passionate on the subject of Zabatilia. Shirley, maybe you could enlighten me on something. It's the inscription here on this exhibit. I'm not sure I have it correct. Oh, let's see. The breath of the world flows over the stone and it talks to birds. Hmm. Oh, I see. Yes, that set of pictograms can be very tricky. That's not breath of the world. That particular symbol means something in between water and life force. The talks to birds part seems correct, but it might be a bit idiomatic. Again with the water. Have you noticed that? These people seem to have had a fetish for pouring water over everything. Oh yes, water plays an extremely important part in their mythic cycle. They lived by water. Their civilization was destroyed by water. And the legends say they had some sort of control over it. They ascribe all sorts of magical powers to it in the inscriptions. Say, I'd like to hear more about that. Care to continue this conversation someplace a little bit quieter? Sure, I'd love to. Shall we? Oh, Professor. Hans, my dear boy, um, I have something I need to discuss with you about the uh, exhibit. Shirley, if you don't mind. No, not at all, Professor. Hans, I'll catch up with you later. Uh, uh, sure, sure thing, Shirley. Uh, what can I do for you, Professor? Have a look at this. My God, this amulet, it's... it's Abatillion. Yes, it is. I've had it in my possession for, oh, far more years than I care to recall. I believe this amulet fits into the ceremonial fountain you brought back, the centerpiece of the exhibit. Hmm, yes, this would fit the depression in the central column of the fountain. I would consider it a personal honor if you could affix this piece to its proper place tonight, so that in the morning the exhibit would truly be complete. Hmm? After the reception is over with, of course. It wouldn't do to have the staff crawling all over the exhibits in the middle of this party. Uh, well, yes, but I, I was going to... Um... Hans, please, as a favor to your old mentor. Certainly, Professor. Well, um, no one's here, I guess. I can put this in now. Man, Professor Z was acting weird tonight. Ah, what the hell? There's water coming out of it. What the hell is that light? What's happening? In our next episode, Hans finds himself in an unfamiliar place and time, and finds he is inextricably involved in a devious plot a millennia in the making. Join us for Chapter 2 of Curse of Civilization. <laughs> <laughs>